podcaster passionate about empowering youth to raise their voices and tell their stories. On Global Youth Matters, they tell their stories in their own voices on their own terms. They have faced life challenges, social, emotional, health, physical, economic, political, and more. They've gone through rough times and have come out on the other side. Get ready because they'll blow your mind. I'm going to let them talk because their voices matter on Global Youth Matters. Hi, Tere. Uh, welcome to Global Youth Matters, and we're very excited to have you on our podcast today. I would love it if you could introduce yourself. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Right now, I'm currently a sophomore at the University of Toronto. I'm studying social sciences, including political science, international relations, and public policy. I graduated high school twice, first in Bermuda and then in Armenia at United World College um, in Dilijan. Wow. So I would love to hear your story. And I just want to tell everyone, uh, Tere is a bit, um, she's already in the media. I, I got to do some research on you. So I want, I mean, if you could just <laughs> tell me a little bit, we're going to start off with how you got to political science or what, what excites you? What is, what is it that got you where you are today or where you found your passion? what it is, and then we're going to go backwards to figure out how you got there, starting with Bermuda. <laughs> right. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I like to think that the things that I'm most passionate about are very personal to me. And I always say, like, politics is personal to me, but I didn't choose politics. Politics chose me because of, like, my identity and just, like, the circumstances that I grew up in. I'm the oldest of six children, all to, like, a single mom. So there was a lot of, like, struggle and challenge growing up and I was always aware of systems and services that the government provided because I was a beneficiary of those services so governments government as like an organization has always been a part of my life but it was only when I started debating in high school that I realized okay like this is actually interesting so I applied for the United World College scholarship in 2017 and I received it the next year. And I, when I traveled abroad to Armenia, that's when I really connected the dots of how like governments aren't organs themselves, rather they act as like a connecting piece for everyone else. And United World College is a really diverse community. I studied with people from over like 82 different countries. So that's when my what I thought was a small passion of politics became like really confirmed for me because although I was always interested, I didn't really know what to do with it. And I feel like a lot of students in social science who have or who have like passions in social sciences feel the same way. So it was only once I traveled to Armenia and started doing things like Model UN or debating like internationally that I thought, okay, like I can make a career out of this. And that's what led me to apply for the social sciences degree at University of Toronto. And um, yeah, so it was really like, it almost seemed like a natural destiny for me because of the way I grew up. Wow. So I'd like to go back to, you know, some of the challenges. I mean, it's very, very touching, right? The oldest of six kids the single mom, which probably gave you a lot of responsibility as the eldest, right? Yes, so it did. What were some of, I mean, I'm sure there were certain lessons that even starting back then for you, not only with government, but maybe family life. I mean, could you share some of those, maybe some of the challenges and some of maybe the lessons and what inspired you? Because I see it as sort of a, it's a big thing for a lot of people to actually think of even leaving another country and going to another country and, you know, doing something really out of their comfort zone. So there was probably a lot of 
things, you know, when you were growing up that maybe, maybe being the oldest made you feel like powerful, like a, the leader in the family, or maybe the challenges drove you to do something else? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> yeah, so um, there's definitely was a lot of challenges as I was the second oldest in the family. I had an older brother, but the rest of us were girls. So I always felt like I had an obligation to the family, which was a good thing. And it it's a personal kind of motivator that I have. But it's also a bad thing in a sense of like, um, there's always this extra burden that was on me, right? Like the pressure that I put on myself was insane. And looking back, it was very unhealthy. And I feel like as a lot of first gen students would know, there is a lot of pressure because this is our only option. And when I was deciding whether or not I wanted to go to Armenia, to me, it was like there was nothing else. I remember having a conversation with my mom, actually. And this this stuck with me forever. I was in the car with her and we were driving. And I said, like, mom, I think I want to get a, a degree. Like, I think I want to go to university. You know, I've been doing some research and like university is a, it's a proven way to increase your income. And, you know, like we need that. And I remember her saying, people like us, you know, like we don't get university degrees. Like that's not an option. So good luck, you know, like that kind of thing. Like there was never any support and it's not like I that, that's not my mom's fault right it's like in her capacity that is what was known to her you know these are the options that she had known and people in her in her circumstances do but for me I knew that I needed to do more I wanted to do more there was just this internal sense of trying to achieve and constantly better myself but also my family so education was my opportunity and it still is how I provide a better life for myself and for my family so when deciding to go to Armenia it was really like it's this it's it's now or never you know like I didn't have the luxury of thinking you know I'm gonna be far from home because really and truly it was it was my only um, option I mean that's why one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast is you want Oftentimes when we don't have the models and we don't see that, wow, there are people that can get out and, you know, maybe they have, you know, economic challenges, financial challenges, and they don't, sometimes day to day, we don't see possibility, even though possibility is there. And so it's very inspiring to see, okay, this, you know, we struggled, but you kind of thought outside the box. And I think when you, when somebody else, I, we hope sees that, then, you know, then that creates another, wow, it's possible. I could do it too, you know? So what are some of, like you said, there were, I mean, it was interesting too, there are other, so I mean, I guess everything that goes around, you know, I guess financial challenges, but also you said there was some kind of, and if you want to talk, I mean, if that influences you at all, sort of the interplay with government, if that's something you, you think influenced you, if it didn't, then, you know. Um, you mean like the services that yeah, we received as a child? Like, yeah. yeah, I think, I think for me, I was more curious. I was like, oh, like, like an institution can give you like money like how does that work you know like and this is me like as a 12 year old wondering like how a parent can get like checks in the mail from this like really seems like removed figure called the government yeah so I think um, as I got older I looked for opportunities to explore and investigate that so that led me to joining like um, debate joining student government taken like law and insurance classes, government classes, because I wanted to know, like I wanted to connect the dots of my experience. So was there anybody that you saw, or this was completely self-motivated, I want to get out, or was there anybody around you that you saw that impacted any of that, those actions or? 
I don't think it's, it was ever just me, but at that time, no, I didn't have anyone who I looked to and thought, or like always, um, who I went to for advice. It was really, it was really personal at that time. But now that I'm older, there are a lot of people who have kind of like helped and shaped me. Like for example, my law teacher um, at my previous high school in Bermuda, she actually traveled with me to Armenia, her and her husband, which is really strange because Bermuda is like in the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean and Armenia is like in the Caucasus region, right? So um, for them to pack up and travel with me to Armenia was really special. So I think the older I've gotten, I've had like a lot of role models, but early on, there, there was nothing besides this little voice in my head telling me. That's great. Maybe that's that intuition. And then did you ask, you know, like you said, role models came later. Did you ask for their help or it just happened that they just, you were applying and they were there and they were encouraging? Is it just happened. That's great. Well, a result of my trauma is I became very hyper independent. So I'm still learning how to ask for help. So it just happened. Um, and I think my law teacher kind of saw a bit of that and tried to kind of like offer some support in that sense. I'm still not very great at asking for help, but things were aligned in a way that I did, I did receive help That's in great. a natural kind of way. That's great. I guess when you're on your path, sometimes, right, people come and follow and help, which is great. So you talked about, yeah, and so what what was your life like in Armenia? I mean, that must have been a big jump. How was that? It was amazing. I always think about, like, Armenia as a really important part of my journey, not only to learn more about myself, but to kind of, like, just pull out a lot of the pain. Because I feel like I went to Armenia with, like, a lot of, a lot of, trauma that I hadn't really unpacked that would impact like my um, academic performance, my social capacity, my social ability, the, you know, like how I maintain friendships. Um, But my life in Armenia was really transformative. I am so grateful to like the UWC movement in general, but also like my donors for giving me that. Um, I think like in my identity, of course, it was really different because, like, you know, like, Armenia, like, it's it's a very homogeneous population. So going there, like, in my identity had its own subset of struggles. But when I think about the experience as a whole, it's nothing short of transformative. Because even in t- 2020, when I graduated, I actually came back in September because I needed to budget and prepare for the scholarships that I was going to apply for in 2021, but I didn't have enough money to live at home. So I kind of like sought refuge in Armenia in 2020. And that was when they were going through the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict with their neighboring region, Azerbaijan. So it was a really tumultuous time on top of the COVID-19 pandemic. So it, it was a lot, but Armenia as a whole, even outside of my academic experience, has really helped me um, grow as a person. So my question to you, of course, is going to be <laughs> in what ways and what are the, some of the challenges? And if you feel you want to talk about even some of the, the personal challenges, that personal challenges, political challenges, whatever you would like to address or you to share with us would be great. Yeah. So personal challenges is back home. I never had, I didn't have a stable home. So although my parents, um, this my single mom is alive in Bermuda. I just am unable to live there because of the environment, just trying to escape an abusive situation. So I needed to find a place to live. 
like that I like my basic needs were completely kind of like threatened they were always up in the air but at this point only in 2020 did it become really clear that I need a place to live so there was no real struggle to find housing in Armenia but because of you know like the currency exchange and all of that so I was in a kind of privileged place to be able to afford housing in Armenia but I was really seeking Armenia to kind of um, get out of that situation but on a personal level I think something that I struggle with the most is imposter syndrome and this insecurity because I feel like everything I do it's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop like for example when I got um, like half a million dollars in scholarships I was immediately like, okay, well, like, what if one year they tell you they can't do it anymore? You know, like, your mind isn't supposed to go to the worst possible outcome in every situation, right? So, for me, it's been, like, the biggest challenge that I've had personally is just trying to get out of this pattern of doubting myself and having all these intrusive thoughts when I've had a fair amount of success, you know, and I feel like I can be my own worst enemy in a sense that I, I can sabotage opportunities by waiting for something bad to happen. And that can sometimes inhibit me from acting on things, inhibit me from seeking other opportunities. And um, so, so yeah, that's probably the biggest personal challenge. I haven't overcome it yet. It's just a work in progress. But I think now that I'm aware that these things, that this voice in my head does exist, um, I'm actively trying to get rid of it but I also feel like at some point it served me you know like at some point that voice did have some kind of purpose and maybe when I was younger like there there's a there's definitely a history behind that but I know for where I'm going it's not needed anymore so just trying to work through that that's great and you're working through that I mean which is wonderful right everybody you know I guess that's what we're trying to show everybody matters right everybody's important and everybody has like a purpose I mean a reason that we're all here but how do you, like, if you want to share with other people, like, uh, I mean, and, and I don't know, you said it, and of course, it's a struggle, I think, for human beings, you know, we have all these doubts in our thoughts. And, but is there any kind of practice that you do to kind of say, okay, it's not real, it's not true, if you could share that with us? Of course, of course. So the first one would be for those moments when you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, it would be to center your breath breathe in for five, hold for five, and then release for five, just to regain control of yourself and the situation and bring yourself back. The second thing would be if you're experiencing a specific obstacle, education, poverty, anything, write down a plan to achieve a specific goal. And every day, try to take actions to get there, but start small but start somewhere. And the third thing is for limiting beliefs and any kind of insecurities that you have, write them down, get them on paper so you can read it and empathize with yourself and just try to figure out where it all comes from. So that's good that you found something, right, for yourself. Something. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) and the thing is, I think everybody's, I mean, of course, to different degrees, but it's good to have a practice. I mean, I'm sure it would be useful for other people. So do you have any big life lessons that you would like to share with other people maybe going through what you have or not, you know, just with other young people? Yeah, I I read this question. And I was like, that that is a big question because it's hard to offer advice to somebody who's in a situation that is completely 
threatening, you know, like he was struggling with like homelessness and abusive situation, no strategy for education like I was. But I think if I could tell any young person who's going through what I went through, it's make a goal and do everything in your power to work towards that goal. So for example, if you want to go to school, but neither of your parents can afford that, think outside of your circumstances, you know, like think, how can I make this happen? Start exploring the options um, and really, really put the work in because I feel like this is kind of, I don't want to be like cliche, but I feel like struggles are a part of like life. They're a part of the human experience, but we can build resilience through like goal setting and like um, preparing. So my advice would be to just one, like breathe, like one breathe, like you're going to be okay. Like you, you will be fine um, in the future. Just focus on what you can control now and something that you can control is yourself. So try to set a goal for yourself and try to do small actions each day to work towards that big goal. Wow. That's good. Very helpful. (laughs) And that's great. I think that's really very useful, practical advice. Is there anything else that you would maybe you would like to share about yourself or with other young people? I mean, you've, you, it's impressive. You had, I, I read in one of your article, in one of the articles about you that you've got um, lots of scholarships, right? Three scholarships. Is, is that correct? And, yes. And, you know. I, yeah, I was offered over half a million, but I, I only accepted three just to cover my university cost. But even that, like that was my struggle. Like I have two parents who couldn't contribute to my education at all. So scholarships was the way for me. It was the only way. So I moved to Armenia. Of course, you don't have to move to Armenia if you want scholarships. (laughs) You don't have to do that. But I researched like what companies are offering scholarships, what organizations are offering scholarships. So I think like if I could say one thing about like myself and something that I would encourage other young people to do is just believe yourself. Like don't tell yourself no before you give someone else the opportunity to do so because for each of the scholarships, that I applied for, I didn't feel qualified for. And I've learned that telling myself no before I give someone else the opportunity to, one, it reduces the opportunity for me to learn because even if I don't get it, I've now gone through a process that I haven't. Like I've now applied for a scholarship, whereas if I didn't, I wouldn't have applied for it and I I wouldn't know what to do in the, um, like in another case, but also I could deny myself this scholarship. I could deny myself like winning it, right? So don't tell yourself no before you give another person the opportunity to do so. Always tell yourself yes. Even if it seems completely like out of your scope, tell yourself yes. And I think once I kind of like just did it anyway, once I started telling myself yes, then some of the world started to agree with me and also tell me yes. That's great. That's very inspirational. There's one other thing I read about, which I'm going back to, and is that are you still interested in refugees? Is that something or? Widely, yes. In terms of like location and um, like dispossession. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm definitely interested on the global scale. I would say um, now that I'm two years into my undergraduate degree, the focus hasn't shifted completely, but I'm now more focused on like how we can create more efficient international systems. But that includes things like 
people with refugee status, right? Because then they become, they're like nationless people. So they become like the responsibility of these international organizations. So I think, yes, 100%, I still am. That's great. I mean, this has been really amazing and very inspirational. And I wish you the best. You. And I hope to hear from you in the future about what great things you're doing. You know, it's really wonderful. And I'm sure it's going to help a lot of other young people. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is the Global Youth Matters podcast. We hope you'll subscribe or follow us at Apple Podcast or your favorite pod platform. We would really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review, especially on Apple. This helps us build an audience. Finally, we want to hear from you. You can reach us by email at globalyouthmatters at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.